Yes, welcome to the podcast. I am your host, Gage Clark. since I've put out an episode. There's a couple of reasons for that. I've been very busy. I've been accepted into a university now. A little bit overwhelmed with the process of figuring out all the details, how I'm going to live. The other major thing that I've been facing is a lot of financial troubles. Um, And... There's a lot of nuances to that that I won't even get into, but I've been mostly living something like paycheck to paycheck, but maybe even less than that. Been not fully able to manage a lot of things, so it's been very hard to put out more content, and I'm sorry about that. This episode I'm doing somewhat impulsively because I I just felt I need to reconnect. Not sure how many people are really out there still, or I don't know, but let's get into this. Today I'm going to talk about something that is really relevant to our era, the age of the internet. I think that there's a lot of interesting things going on. So I'm going to read something that I just thought of uh, today, a passage. I didn't really just think of these ideas today, but um, this phrasing certainly. The world gets lonelier and more desolate as we increasingly connect. Because instead of resolving harsh conflicts, we can move along to new people so easily. We don't have to face the conflict. There are enough, there's enough access to people that we can, we can just cycle through and look for people who don't cause us suffering. With enough time, we won't even be able to face the suffering. We become adapted to this new state of low conflict. As we escape, and as we exist in separation of any group identity, our ideas no longer hinge on the norms of any secure social circle. So by this I mean that when you are not being exposed to a group of people, you are not getting fed the same ideas, you are not talking to them and gaining the same pool of memes and ideas. And I think a lot of people are still doing this, but I think there's also a lot of people who are essentially nomadic, and I think these are two major different dynamics that are occurring in this internet world. The internet facilitates 
conflicting differences because of the freedom of information, we see that now we have pulled together all the major ideas of every culture and put them in one virtual continent, essentially, a kind of globalized, borderless society through our internet. It becomes nearly impossible to unite over time for many people because they have explored so many ideas and could not fit into secure social circles, which leads them to becoming very different. Their ideas are fed from every circle in some sense, or a little bit from each different circle. and. Clearly, that's not going to be just a mathematical and uh, kind of dispersed pattern, if that makes sense. It's not going to just be some kind of perfect ratio of each ideology, a little bit, a little slice of each ide ideology. Instead, it is going to be ideas that are connected to... Um, algorithms, algorithms that suggest content and feed you more ideas, such as YouTube. The internet is becoming a Bible of isolation in some sense, preaching ideas to the limits of our time and capacities, deviating each of us from any collective identity into an ever-inflated, reduced conflict existence, or on the other side, we are in a mimetic war on the cultural front. The loneliest corners of the internet unite on their shared pain of isolation. In the past, I think a lot of these people would just become totally isolated in the real world, there'd be a nerd culture. But then there will be people who are just completely isolated. I think that these people are what we would generally consider the schizophrenics. Now, if you haven't checked it out, there is some posts that I've made showing how the internet, or no, I should say, showing how schizophrenia is really a product of social consequences. To me, this means schizophrenia is not necessarily genetic, but environmental, and the genes are related to environmental sensitivity of a sort. The genes link to our environment, and let me, let me see. For, for example, studies showed schizophrenics deviate from norms well before any psychotic symptoms emerge. Then, some genes that are linked to schizophrenia also link to deviation. They link to curiosity, essentially. They link to the personality traits such as openness to experience and intellectualism and also ADHD and sometimes creativity. They are genes that mediate a tendency towards exploratoriness. 
than other studies have shown that openness leads to both increased good and bad experiences. This makes sense because you are just having more experiences in general. Not only that, but you are likely having more experiences than a culture that you are surrounded by that is heavily invested in forming traditions that are generally based on a kind of security. Now, this means that you are leaving that bubble of security, that safety net of tradition, of repeated trial and error, and now you become the one who can make errors. That's not to say that traditional cultures are right about everything, but for the most part, we can almost assume that they have found some kind of safe enough to repeat meme or meme pool. Then with schizophrenics, they have shown to have reduced openness despite having this high openness gene. Studies show that trauma can both increase the risk of schizophrenia and decrease the trait of openness and is correlated to low IQ. Low IQ is also associated with schizophrenia. So presumably this gene that I am mentioning here, and this is only really one gene, this gene causes one to behave in ways that increase the risk of trauma because they are more willing to try potentially traumatic things. For example, drugs or misbehaving as a child and other taboo things that would lead to punishment, bullying, parental interventions, exile from a culture, and many other bad things. Being open becomes a taboo among comparatively non-open types for, a very, for very justified reasons. It isn't safe to just try new things. People favor on the side of caution to just go with what works. If it isn't broken, then don't try to fix it. These genes could cause auto-ostracizing effects, and then symptoms of that can easily line up with what the way that schizophrenia is defined. Plus, research shows correlations with social network size, biological mechanisms of social appraisal and rejection, and schizophrenic symptom severity. By this, I'm referring to the opioid system in the brain. There are basically two uh, major kinds of opioids, positive euphoric opioids and negative dysphoric opioids. And they mediate um, appraisal and rejection, where the negative opioids most obviously um, mediate social defeat stress, which has been shown in studies. Hallucinations and many symptoms, I believe, are normal responses that humans undergo when stressed. People who are sleep-deprived hallucinate commonly, for example. Many talk about this normally, and we don't often call them crazy. We usually relate to them. 
The schizophrenic would live a life that is producing hallucinations from the stress, isolation, and fear of their life collapsing. Perhaps because they have read something about a conspiracy that implies that their life would collapse. Perhaps even on the internet. The tendency to believe in conspiracy shouldn't be seen as a schizophrenic sickness symptom. That is normal, too. That's why we have a fake news crisis right now in society. To believe in things so gullibly is the normal human tendency. We even train people in schools to avoid these kind of mistakes. So I think to label such a trait as schizophrenic is a mistake. Instead, I think what is happening is that this schizophrenic is someone who has happened to deviate from the normally accepted ideas of reality. And that gets pretty fascinating because of what's going on in society right now. The internet facilitates such deviations to the point that it appears to have decentralized our ideology of our society. There are probably many reasons for this. I would suspect that part of what is going on is that it, the internet is really giving an ability, a platform for minority cultures to really surge and gain a reputation. It allows them to stick up for themselves when before they would just hide in the shadows, essentially not existing. This might give the appearance of a society that is growing diverse. But is this really what is going on? Perhaps to some degree. Moving back, I think that it is not really that society itself is insane, but instead schizophrenia is a normal behavioral response to an abnormal context, a context that most people fail to empathize with because it is abnormal. They cannot relate because they have had no such experiences. And so thus, we cannot empathize and we view them objectively. We create a symptomology. We cannot understand their struggle because we do not face it. It is an emotion that we have not yet had. But, in essence, it is a normal part of human psychology. What isn't normal is the tendency to happen across deviation. This is why some of the associations of schizophrenia are with immigration. This is why homosexuality or being a minority racial group would be prone to schizophrenia. The failure to relate to these differences is also normal, and this is why we have cultural tension in our multicultural regions. The schizophrenic is merely the curious person who falls out of culture and loses the social game. The mechanisms seem to line up with research on social dominance hierarchies as well. 
where serotonin signals dominance and dynorphin, the negative opioid, signals social defeat. Both of these mechanisms intersect at MAPC and uh, 5-HT transporters. There's mechanisms where dynorphin activates the serotonin transporter, depleting serotonin rapidly from extracellular spaces, meaning that there is no serotonergic effect. And then there is evidence showing that serotonergic effects will attenuate um, dynorphin's effects. They stop the kappa opioid receptors that dynorphin binds to. And so I think what's happening in society is much like a global psychosis in a sense. In some sense, YouTube has become like a pick-your-path game that engineers your ideologies based on suggested content that continues to escalate down the pipeline until you become radicalized at the hands of an algorithm the egotistic who seeks likes they work hard and desperately hoping that someone will validate them This validation that they seek is because they feel ignored and useless to society. They feel like a nobody. This is the inflation of social value because we are all able to just move along, find new people to replace everybody. The value of the individual is ever decreasing. And now we are all desperate to be valued, becoming narcissistic as a culture so desperate that even even Facebook likes and Instagram likes we bait for them we pit deep efforts into them because it is the last space where we can feel meaningful everybody feels like no one They want someone to express that they find themselves important. They want to find someone that they can be used by. They feel as if there is nothing to live for. This is why people like Jordan Peterson are... This is what people like Jordan Peterson are attempting to capitalize on. He seems to be trying to heal the society. But... Who knows, it could just be for the money. The internet is driving a culture of isolation and misery and inflating the value of the individual. None of us have a real sense of community anymore. We are all turning dog-eat-dog, attempting to prove our value so that we don't have to live without purpose. It is like grandiosity. And if you've seen what I've said before, grandiosity, it isn't just that someone thinks that they are valuable. I think it is that they think they are an unnoticed valuable. They are 
They want to prove that they are valuable to other people because they've been rejected. It is like an insecurity. They market themselves. They promote. They self-promote and show that they are somebody to be worth looking at. I think if someone actually felt truly grandiose, they would not behave socially grandiose. They would not necessarily market themselves. In a sense, the person may think that they are valuable, but they don't think that other people think that way. They might say that they think other people value them, and I think this is because they 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 may not even be sure of that, but they may use this because people tend to um, be be prone to a kind of populist illusion where they they will agree with whatever the popular consensus idea is. So if they tell people they they'll market themselves by telling other people that the consensus is that they are liked or valuable because they know that people respond to that. I don't know if it's a conscious thing. I don't know if they actively think about the fact that people respond to consensus, but it could be merely that they are conditioned, that it's automatic. They may have accidentally done this to themselves, and people will reject the overly grandiose, where it will just perpetuate this cycle. The more that they get bullied and rejected, the more that they will seek to be accepted. It is certainly bad that likes have become what we seek, because likes are definitely meaningless. And this is a really bad sign to where our society has become. The increasing suicide rates may, may reflect this. The incel culture is a byproduct of this. We are desperate for even such minor validations. It means that we are so incredibly deprived of social acceptance and validation. It means community is dissolved and we have a useless generation who nearly wants to die. I think that our deprivation is going to become culturally normalized. I think it already has, and now it becomes almost taboo to become increasingly socially accepted or valuable that everyone wants to attack each other and troll each other and prove that they should be looked at. I think it becomes normal to be isolated, that we will just live in the darkness. And then 4chan becomes a cesspool for all of the lonely hate, all of the resentment that people have. People who couldn't be accepted go to the place where people couldn't be accepted and they share their pain on these lonely corners of the internet. Maybe everyone just needs to cry and realize how far this is getting. Society is becoming a schizophrenic mess of a hive mind.
It almost seems to be the fall of humanity, but I think soon will emerge a globalist culture and the normalization of new lifestyles. And I hope that this does not mean bloodshed. These are things I think about a lot. I want to fix them. And at least maybe I can help make people aware. I think that the normalizing of conspiracy mentality and the rise of the alt-right and all these different cultures, the fact that Flat Earth seems to be popular. These are like schizophrenia, but I think it is not as bad. I think that they've found cults that can prevent them from turning truly sick. I think you have to be deeply alone and deeply suffering with no way to ask for help before you can get to the point where you are numb and sick and hallucinating. Much of the dynamics of social conflict, I think, are very similar to a lot of the symptoms labeled as schizophrenic or even bipolar or a lot of these things. I think it's because of the deviation that these people would actually end up in these positions so frequently. They just become conditioned. Their identity becomes the person who is deviant and unaccepted. Whereas most people, they might be deviant on a few things, but then they will just generally hide it and assimilate with some culture, some echo chamber. But then there is those who deviate so frequently that it just becomes a habit, becomes an addiction. It becomes who they are. And I think we diagnose those people, and I don't think that's necessarily correct. As an example, if we look at what happens, I've said this before, if we look at what happens with the vegan culture that's rising, there's a lot of stereotypes that the vegan is just this arrogant person that they are. A lot of times people will even think that they're mentally ill. There's even studies saying that mental illness is more common among vegans. Usually the first intuition that people have is that this is due to nutritional effects, and maybe so. But I think that it is a lot to do with joining a stigmatized culture. I think this is much like the social defeat theory of schizophrenia, which is basically what I've already described to you when I was describing schizophrenia, if you didn't know that. And so what happens is, let's, let's actually use another example. Let's use um, conspiracy theory. Conspiracy theorist culture tends to have these memes that everybody else is just sheep, essentially stupid and conformist and gullible. But then, strangely, on the other side of the fence, 
that is exactly how people view conspiracy theorists. And so it is, it is really just cultural difference. And I think that's really what the core of this is. I think oftentimes the explorer, the curious type really will get themselves so far from normal that when they desperately wish that they could ask for help, they can't do that. They have to just continue to hide. Like the most common example might be that someone tries drugs and something serious happens and they have no one to turn to because it's stigmatized. But I think there is a lot of existential problems and different other things that can happen that aren't Things that shouldn't even be stigmatized might lead to problems. Like, for example, people who go vegan might face social problems because of this. And if, if there wasn't enough vegans in a vegan culture, this could lead to a lot of suffering. If someone just turns vegan because of the internet, and then they live in their real local world, they they will get stuck. They will face stigma and stereotypes and they won't be able to assess if they're going crazy or if it's just other people seemingly being crazy by forming these stereotypes. This is something I faced. Even, even when I had a vegan culture around me, I, this wasn't necessarily talked about a whole lot and I wasn't that... Um, included into these cultures. So, I don't know. I went in thinking no one's going to care that I'm vegan as long as I don't manifest as the stereotype. But, behold, I completely fell apart for a while. I got resentful of society and realized how nonsensical people's perspectives can be because they would judge me and none of what they thought about me was seemingly real. They would think that I, I, like, for example, I, I wasn't yet so empathetical towards animals in the beginning. I think I was as a child, but not, not later in life. I, was barely empathetical feeling towards humans. I mean, I lived an empathetical life, but I didn't really register that I cared about people. Like, I could hear about the death of people and not be phased. I even worried about this sometimes. Although I would behave altruistically with people, I didn't always... I had a numbness. And... When I would bring up studies to people because of what I learned that kind of was interesting, that I was immersing myself in a vegan culture with learning about the research that people cite just to um, validate their choice to be vegan, I was met with strange reactions. People would say I'm being over-emotional about the animals and... Like, it's, it's just very apparently delusional. And they would collectively um, form a consensus about this perspective on me that I was just being overreactionary and emotional about animal death. And I found it to be so strange. 
People thought I was trying to manipulate them by telling them what I learned. There was many strange things. Like, I could essentially label non-vegans as schizophrenic in their reaction. But now this is sort of what made me realize some of what schizophrenia really is when these people adopt strange ideologies and things that are not mainstream because of potentially just their curiosity. I'm sure other circumstances can factor into that. Like being a foreigner, being an immigrant, you are coming from another culture. And so if you do not assimilate the way that psychedelics make your brain have this diverse afraid because it's so new, I think many of us are going to lose our minds. I think rightfully and justifiedly so. And essentially, that's what could be happening. But, but what is it to lose your mind? What does it even mean? Is the alt-right crazy? Is the left crazy? Why do we oppose all of these different... Hopefully... This is, uh, this has been useful to you. I hope you get a new perspective or maybe, um, feel less worried about your own isolations. I urge everyone to just stick it through. You will make it. I know so many of you suffer hiding with your suffering. So... Um, I'll try to keep updated on new ideas. I will uh, try to keep this going while I attend school. Kind of lost hope for a while, lost my mind there. Um, feeling okay today, things are of almost past, and I just have to organize a strategy. I don't even know if I could afford school. That's going to be crazy. Um... And I feel I've invested so much in a kind of academic pursuit through the internet, through just reading research constantly, reading science and content. And so I really hope that I could actually manage to do something productive. People don't really value some random person who claims to have read a bunch of research, right? For one, I could be lying. For two, who knows, I comprehend the research. Um, for three, it would take a lot of time for people to sift through my understanding, especially since I deviate from a lot of the common uh, stances on things. I take a perspective that I don't think anybody's really super crazy. I think that people can get sick, disoriented, and stuff like that. But I think a lot of ideas that we label as delusional are actually just people with different opinions on things, and I think that those people get really defensive and resistant. It's the same way that vegans can't convert meat eaters, they just turn resistant, and vice versa, essentially. Atheists struggle to convert Christians. Christians struggle to go to when they go door to door trying to convert you. I think it's just a very normal thing. But, um, anyways, 
I that is it. I will keep you updated. Uh, I'd like to thank the few patrons that have subscribed. I hope that this long-lasting uh, gap in content isn't too horrible. I'm going to try to fix that. I just am living pretty ridiculous life at the moment. I'm trying to support my uh, girlfriend, too, with a lot of things, and I don't exactly live independently right now, so it's pretty crazy. I'm trying to work, and it's not, not making the most money, so yeah, so, but I have a little bit of time now that school things are a little bit more organized. There should be like a few months where I can get more content in kind of lost my inspiration too. Got really depressed about uh, not making content. I really wish I could just do that all the time. So thank you for your support. It means so much. Um, Love all of you and I hope your life is going well. If you guys want to talk, please do. I'm very talkative. I talk to so many people, to be honest. Probably it's a, an addiction to social media, but I really like it. I like to hear people's individual perspectives and get to know them a lot. And kind of going around like a nomad myself. So yeah, uh, reach out. And have a good day.